mathematics and philosophy, but he had unfortunately neglected his fencing lessons. He was to stay the night at the palace, and there was a banquet. After supper, the princess sent her pet parrot to the prince with a note. It said, Please, prince, come on to the terrace. I want to talk to you without anybody else hearing. The princess. So, of course, he went and he saw her gown of silver a long way off, shining among the shadows of the trees like water in starlight. And when he came quite close to her, he said, Princess, at your service. And bent his cloth of gold-covered knee, and put his hand on his cloth of gold-covered heart. Do you think, said the princess earnestly, that you will be able to kill the dragon? I will kill the dragon, said the prince firmly, or perish in the attempt. It's no use your perishing, said the princess. It's the least I can do, said the prince. What I'm afraid of is that it will be the most you can do, said the princess. It's the only thing I can do, said he, unless I kill the dragon. Why should you do anything for me is what I can't see, said she. But I want to, he said. You must know that I love you better than anything in the world. When he said that, he looked so kind that the princess began to like him a little. Look here, she said. No one else will go out tomorrow. You know they tie me to a rock and leave me, and then everybody scurries home and puts up the shutters and keeps them shut till you ride through the town in triumph, shouting that you've killed the dragon, and I ride on the horse behind you weeping for joy. I've heard that's how it is done, said he. Well... Do you love me well enough to come very quickly and set me free, and we'll fight the dragon together? It wouldn't be safe for you. Much safer for both of us for me to be free with a sword in my hand than tied up and helpless. Do agree? He could refuse her nothing, so he agreed, and next day everything happened as she had said. When he had cut the cords that tied her to the rock, they stood on the lonely mountainside looking at each other. It seems to me, said the prince, that this ceremony could have been arranged without the dragon. Yes, said the princess. But since it has been arranged with the dragon... It seems such a pity to kill the dragon, the last in the world, said the prince. Well, then don't let's, said the princess. Let's tame it to not eat princesses, but to eat out of their hands. They say everything can be tamed by kindness. Taming by kindness means giving them things to eat, said the prince. Have you got anything to eat? She hadn't, but the prince owned that he had a few biscuits. Breakfast was so very early, said he, and I thought you might have felt faint after the fight. How clever, said the princess, and they took a biscuit in each hand, and they looked here, and they looked there, but never a dragon could they see. But here's its trail, said the prince, and pointed to where the rock was scarred and scratched so as to make a track leading to a dark cave. It was like cart ruts in a Sussex road, mixed with the marks of seagulls' feet on the sea sand. Look, that's where it dragged its brass tail and planted its steel claws. Don't let's think how hard its tail and claws are, said the princess, or I shall begin to be frightened. And I know you can't tame anything, even by kindness, if you're frightened of it. Come on, now or never. She caught the prince's hand in hers, and they ran along the path towards the dark mouth of the cave. But they did not run into it. It really was so very dark. So they stood outside, and the prince shouted, What ho! Dragon there! What ho within!
and from the cave they heard an answering voice and great clattering and creaking. It sounded as though a rather large cotton mill were stretching itself and waking up out of its sleep. The prince and the princess trembled, but they stood firm. Dragon, I say dragon, said the princess. Do come out and talk to us. We brought you a present. Oh, yes, I know your presents, growled the dragon in a huge rumbling voice. One of those precious princesses, I suppose, and I've got to come out and fight for her. Well, I tell you straight, I'm not going to do it. A fair fight I wouldn't say no to. A fair fight and no favor. But one of those put-up fights where you've got to lose, no. So I tell you, if I wanted a princess, I'd come and take her in my own time. But I don't. What do you suppose I'd do with her if I got her? Eat her, wouldn't you? said the princess in a voice that trembled a little. Eat a fiddlestick, Ed.